You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the return of G4D Theater. Today's reading, Seinfeld, episode, The Strike, scene one, setting, H&H Bagel Shop. Frank and Kramer are about to discuss Festivus. Kramer, I got your message. I haven't celebrated Festivus in years. What is your interest? Well, just tell me everything, huh? Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rain blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> that must have been some kind of doll. She was. And at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and you tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. Is there a tree? No. Instead, there's a pole. It requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. Frank, this new holiday of yours is scratching me right where I itch. Let's do it then! Festivus is back, baby! I'll get the pole out of the crawlspace. Pretty Theater will be right back after these messages. Hey guys, this is Adam here from, uh, and John from G4D, a.k.a. Grounds for Discussion! Thanks for tuning in today on our Festivus episode. Uh, Don't forget... You go on our website, g4dpodcast.com, where you can download all of our episodes, and we're pretty much on all podcast platforms, too. Make so. sure to rate, subscribe, comment, all that. All that fun stuff. All right, yes. cheers. Cheers, sir. All right, back to you. Ooh, our mm. commercial's running down. All right, let's get back to the back to the show here. Uh, Seinfeld Theater. <laughs> G4D Theater is now back. Enjoy. Welcome. Newcomers, the tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people, and now you're going to hear about it. You, Kruger, my son tells me your company stinks. Oh, God. Quiet, you'll get yours in a minute. Kruger, you can't smooth a silk sheet if you had a hot day with a babe. I lost my train of thought. Mm-hmm. And now, as Festivus rolls on, we come to the feats of strength. Not the feats of strength. This year, the honor goes to Mr. Kramer. Uh, oh, gee, Frank, I- I'm sorry. I gotta go. I have to work a double shift at H&H. I thought you were on strike. Well, I caved. I mean, I really had to use their bathroom. Frank, no offense, but this holiday's a little woo out there. Kramer, you-, you can't go. Who's gonna do the feats of strength? How about George? Good thinking, Kruger. Until you pin me, George, Festivus is not over. Oh, please. Somebody stop this. Let's rumble. I think you can take him, Georgie. Oh, come on. Be sensible. Stop crying and fight your father. Ow. Ow. I give. I give. Uncle. This is the best Festivus ever. And scene. Ah, oh, and that ran for how many years? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure Jerry Seinfeld really wanted just two random guys to reenact <laughs> His show. <laughs> What's that uh that episode where he's in the theater and he's just like, not for me, and he just leaves. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The throw throws his hands up. Yeah, he's yeah. just like, I don't give up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, happy Festivus, John. Happy Festivus, Adam. Hey, hey happy of Festivuses. Yeah. We have our beautiful uh, aluminum pole, which is a doubles as a coffee holder that I got for my birthday. Mm. So you can stack your coffee mugs on there. 
Thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> it's like they knew we were going to record this episode. <laughs> it's like they knew. <laughs> uh, and we're drinking coffee, as always. Uh, as always. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. This is the uh, same blend as last time, right? Yep. Stay, is it Stay Gold or Stay Golden? Stay Golden. Stay Golden. It's Stay Gold, Pony Boy, but it's Stay Golden Coffee. Ah, okay. I believe. I don't remember. <laughs> we just recorded this yesterday, too. Why do I not remember? <laughs> hey, it's Oops. okay. It's okay. The fact that you've made some coffee, we've got the Festivus poll here, and we've got some gifts. We're going to be airing some grievances. I was about to say, yeah, I got our uh, Titus Andronicus airing of grievances CD out with us. Just, <laughs> you know, thought it would give us some inspiration. I love the titles on that album, too. There's, what is it? The first track is Fear and Loathing in Mawa, New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And a good good friend of the show, Wes, um, he, he saw them quite a few times. Like, you know, these really small venues in New Jersey. Probably wow. the best way to watch. Titus Andronicus. I think he even went to school with some of the guys from the band. But anyway. I just realized I took out the uh, little sheet, and I have two of them. Interesting. There's two little uh, album arts in the CD. Hmm. Weird. That is weird. Like a printing error or something. No. Well, it's the deal with that. Or maybe it's the the golden ticket. means uh, (laughs) you win a trip to a factory in New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) What they make there? (laughs) Who knows? You get a free showing of... uh, any 2009 concert of Titus Andronicus when this album came out. Any of their shows that year. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we have the Festivus poll here. And first of all, let me say, rest in peace, uh, Jerry Stiller, who yes. we lost this year. That's true. Oof. That was fun to do that voice. But man, what a what timing. As I was practicing that, just his comedic timing is just like, it's, it's perfect. there. It's there. It's he, so good. He, he was he was really a genius with his delivery, and I know it's easy to say that because I think I've watched all the episodes like fifty times over. But man, he is just perfect. He really, really is. He really is. And it's crazy to think about. He wasn't originally George's dad on the show. It was somebody else. I think on like the first episode, his first season. Yeah, something yeah. like that. But anyway, yeah, he, you're right. I, I totally had forgotten about that. We He was definitely a legend. Because if you think about it, he did so much. Yeah, he was on King of Queens. Mm-hmm. Laka Larry. <laughs> he was Laka Larry? <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite. For those who don't know, Laka Larry is uh, the new... F- before Mench on a Bench was popular, we had the only really Hanukkah mascot we had was Laka Larry. And he's a little Laka guy and he moves his arms and he's, and it's voiced by Jerry Stiller. And he's like, Laka Larry comes to you. And he also, he says serenity now at the end. He does. Yeah. He sings a little uh, jingle. I'll have to, I think I sent it to you, but yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to show you next time. Oh, uh, that's beautiful. It's awesome. Also, can I say before we start Festivus, I found a video when I was prepping for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've seen this before, but uh, this is, uh, it's, it's from The Muppets, The Muppet okay. Show, all right? Yeah, this is, this happened. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. Why don't we run them together and see what we've got? <laughs> so this is like the reboot of The Muppets, right? Like in the 90s. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Oh no! <laughs> Picture Cabbage Patch dolls if they all looked like Seinfeld, and George is the best because he's like looks like George. <laughs> you know, I don't understand the concept of changing. Why do they call it changing? My parents say they're gonna change me, but then after they do, I'm exactly the same. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Can I borrow some spare formula? Help yourself. Giddy up. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, George, little buddy, you look like you're going bald. <laughs> oh, I knew it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Wait. So that's it. The one who can go the longest without a diaper change wins the contest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's brilliant. Yeah. 
That is that is something else right there. Let me tell you. <laughs> I should get a kick out of that. Oh, that's so great. That's genuinely hysterical. I've never heard about that. But that that works really quite well. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I poopied my pants. <laughs> mm. oh, well, man. John, as it is Festivus, I think it's time that we start with the first Festivus tradition of the airing of grievances. Yes. I've got a lot of problems with you musicians, and now you're going to hear about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I think we have a decent list here. We might yeah. even have some crossover. We didn't share it ahead of time for those of you at home. Yeah. But I think this is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to read off a couple of our uh, grievances against music in the community at large. Do you want to start first or? <sighs> yeah. You know what? Let's, let's do this. My first grievance is making best of album lists before the year is over. Ooh. Yeah. Um, stop doing that. <laughs> it is not the end of uh, December yet. Like, what? Save your, save your content for January, right? Like, save the albums, all the review stuff for January when everything's slow. Exactly. You know? Because there's it, usually nothing going on in January. Music from review content perspective. Exactly. And music reviewers and outlets such as us uh, struggle with the holidays and getting ready for the holidays and being busy this time of year. So give us less stress in January. No music's coming out anyway. And trust me, that uh, top album's probably not going to be coming out in January. So uh, at least from the lineup I've seen this year. Ooh, so, uh, <laughs> ooh. Well, I completely agree with you, especially since there's still music that's coming out in December, actually yeah. quite a bit in December. Yeah, Taylor Swift dropped her surprise album before anyone can make lists. Paul yeah. McCartney dropped an album. Yeah. I feel like there's a couple others. We're yeah, missing. and I know people are going to include the Avalanches on their list, too, as well. They sure so, will. Yeah, there's been some big albums. It's not like there hasn't been anything. I'm That's really good, and I wish I had thought about that. Mm. So, Spotify... I've got a lot of problems with you. Ooh, I had Spotify on my grievances too. Okay, perfect. We, we'll we'll uh, tag team this one here. So it's not enough that you barely pay your artists, but recently, and this is something that came out in November, you now have a discovery mode where essentially artists and the labels aren't making more money, but they're paying Spotify to have this their songs featured more prominently on playlists. It's not bad enough that, according to RIAA, um, which is basically like an independent company for tracking uh, music revenue, mm -hmm. streaming is now at 85% of all recorded music income in the U.S. Mm. So it's bad enough that all these people aren't getting enough money for the music that they've created, but now you're telling them, like, oh, why don't you give us more money? So you can get more plays. Yeah, Spot Spotify was on my list this year, and they've done some extremely, extremely shady stuff with mm -hmm. uh, paying artists fairly. But you know, let's let's see what happens. You know, I, I, I guess now that you know, we'll we'll transition into some point into good news on this segment after yes. we air our grievances. But uh, part of that good news is some of that Save Our Stages Act campaign that went around got passed. So hopefully, some relief will come soon to artists. But we shall see. But yeah, Spotify and streaming services in general, just pay your people more. Exactly. And it's funny that you mentioned that. And I don't mean to go next again, but it's a perfect segue with what you had just said. Congress, mm. I've got a lot of problems with you. Oh, here we go. Oh, boy. I know we try not to get too heavy on the political stuff here. So I'm going to be impartial. I'm going to call out all you. Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Democrat, Republican, it doesn't matter. Oh, boy. Wow. Here we go. This pandemic started around, what, March? So we're now 10 months later, and it has only taken up until now for you to finally do something to help out musicians. Unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. But don't worry. We've got billions of dollars going over to other countries. Oh, don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to hear that nonsense. Well, well, it's a separate bill. Nope. Nope. You couldn't take care of all the people here first. All the people that survive. You could barely take care of the people that had to take care of all the people. They're it, still not doing it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, these are independent venues that have been suffering for such a long time. And yeah. People kept on fighting and fighting and fighting. And I can't help but think, like, if there wasn't this much of a fight behind the Save Your Stages bill, that it never would have gone through. Nope. I 100% so, agree. We, 
they were lucky to get whatever crumb they decided to throw them. Yeah, yeah. And that, and like I said, that's everybody. That's all of you. That's right, John. Tell them. John's woke. He's wide awake. Look at him. Slamming his coffee down. <laughs> all right. Um, this one, I don't know if it's more of a grievance about the song itself or the person who uses it. But uh, people who are making movie trailers, maybe Zack Snyder, if you're listening to this, (laughs) um, just stop using the song Hallelujah in movies. I would say that goes for all pop culture in general. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I remember. Okay, so this is going to take us back here. The Shrek soundtrack. Remember the Shrek soundtrack? Yes. So they used the John John Cage version Mm -hmm. in the Shrek movie, right? It was originally written by... I can't remember. Oh, what's it? Leonard Le- Cohen. Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen, oh, right? You. Sorry. And on the soundtrack version, there's the Rufus Wainwright version. Mm. So they couldn't get the rights to their own song that they used in their own movie, which is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, that, that's pretty funny. But um, yeah, Zack Snyder infam- in, uh, used that song infamously in, what was it, Watchmen? Yes, yep. he did. And I thought it was used well for that yeah, scene. Yeah, it was the, you know, the ooh la la scene in Watchmen when they're on the... You know the 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 bat yeah. wing thing, and they're uh, uh, you know getting to know each other a little more. Yeah, yeah. I actually like Watchmen. I I there's some elements later on in the movie that kind of fall apart for me, but you mean you didn't like the, that they didn't include the giant space monster? No, I I get why they didn't include it. <laughs> yes. I just wasn't a big fan of the no. Like, yeah, I just I'm not a fan of doing that, and like that's kind of a crummy cliche. But anyway, continue. oh yeah, so Zack Snyder he made you know. Batman and Superman, right? Batman v Superman. Batman v and Justice League, right? Mm-hmm. And he had to like drop out of Justice League because, unfortunately, I think his wife had cancer or something. No, his daughter had his daughter cancer, suicide. right? So. so he comes back, drops his remixed version of the movie, and they coming the out same in March song. Of next coming year. out in March next year. Yep, and they used the same song again. And then he released the second trailer and used the same song again. So let's uh, retire that song there. I, I'm I'm right there with you. I got um, in trouble too. Like when I was in fifth grade, I think I I only played was the shark soundtrack in the morning news because like I helped with the morning news and I like mm. played that song and I think I got in trouble because it's kind of like sexual, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think just in general in pop culture, it should not be used anymore. I know Kate McKinnon sung it when she was. Um, oh yes, I forgot about that. Oof, Hillary yeah, Clinton. That was yeah no yeah i mean really i'm right there with you i think it should count for everybody it's gotten to the point where i feel like it's just really undercutting the song yeah. and normally that kind of stuff doesn't bother me but i just feel like now it's just used to score like easy points in a way yeah it's a very cheap you know like kind of like sh- i mean hallelujah for the justice league I mean, you could argue that it was a reference to the Watchmen movie, but yeah, this—the fact that he used it again—it's like it's it. It's not like it, he could have used any other song, but he used that one. Like I don't know, it's just what, let's yeah. let's switch songs here. Yeah, yeah, um, Damn. yeah. Like I'm not I'm not anti Zack Snyder, so I hope nobody nobody thinks that. I just think like well, he's very coming odd for to you. John, John, he's coming for you. Zack Snyder want, is coming for you. I don't want any of his. I don't want any of his fans coming for me because I'm not even against y'all. Like I'm, I'm actually really happy for the Snyder fans, like the Snyder Cut fans, and I'm interested in seeing the movie. I mean, I'll give it a shot. I don't dislike him at all. I think, like out of the movies that he's done, I probably liked Watchmen the best. Um, I don't dislike Superman, Batman v Superman. I actually like Man of Steel, so I, I'm just not at the same level that they are. Mm. Um, but I know that's controversial to say because it's because he's one of those kind of directors that either people love or hate, and I'm I'm neither. So yeah, if he makes a good movie, hey, he makes a good movie. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But no, I I think a lot of people are very hyperbolic about him. But anyway, that's uh, he's Jesus, John. Did you get the metaphor in the movie that Superman is Jesus? They played Hallelujah. It's a very holy song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he came back to life in three days. Remember? Uh, Do you get it? Do you get it? <laughs> I, I, I get it, Adam. <laughs> Do you? Are you sure? Positive? <laughs> I'm Jewish, so it might sound a little weird coming from me, but I think I think I figured it out. What Zack Snyder is trying to do—it's called uh, 
allegory, I believe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> I don't know how to follow that up. <laughs> um, I my my next problem. It's probably a bit more niche, but I feel like it still needs to be said. And sure. I think we touched upon it a little bit before in the past, but it needs to be repeated again because I was thinking about it again this year when I got a vinyl recently. Vinyl companies or labels or whoever makes the vinyl. You know, be it Third Man, Warp, whoever, stop putting out albums that are on multiple LPs that mm. don't need to be. Yep. Uh, right there with you. So a great example of this is Tom York's recent solo album for uh, Anima. Yeah. Anima. Anima. Yeah. There are nine songs, I believe, on that album. Mm-hmm. So that literally means that you have some sides of the LPs with just two songs on it. And that's not the first offense that I've seen like that. Seen plenty of other albums do the same thing, and I just... I will piggyback on that one. Um, When MGMT put out Little Dark Age, I think the album, I'm trying to pull up the uh, album right now, but it was only what, like... Okay, so the whole album's 44 minutes, but it's on two LPs, and there's two songs on each side. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's like two or three songs, so like, that's half the reason I didn't buy it, because it was just like, not worth it. It's, it's obvious that you're doing it to jack up the price of the vinyl. Yeah, or just, you know, it, do the double album if it warrants a double album. That's yeah. always been my thought and philosophy with it. Like, don't extend it just because you're extending it or you're doing a cool gatefold. Like, put extra tracks on it or something. There's yeah. a, actually, sorry, I keep talking. Um, <laughs> there's a, <laughs> uh, there's an Iron and Wine album I have, right? Uh-huh. And it's four, four sides. First side, you know, album, second side album. Then the third, this is the second LP. It's blank on the back on the D side. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what's okay? okay, Sure. At least I have a Boards of Canada album that's like that, but that album is at least, I think, over an hour long. So, I mean, you get more than two songs on one side. Right, that makes sense. But the third LP does have another side that has nothing on it, but it has a cool etching on it. And they listed it as a song as well, so that's kind of cool too. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's very very annoying. It's just for me, it's very. And I, I'm sorry if this sounds really cynical, but it's obviously just doing it to get more money. I know some people will argue, well, it warrants it if it means you're going to get better quality sound. Well, mm, I don't buy that. I don't think you're gonna. I mean, most of these artists aren't putting it on like 45 speed when they're doing that. It's still on the 33 and the yeah. third or whatever. So you're. From the little I know about audio fidelity and quality, I don't think you're going to get much difference if it's faster. Exactly. You know. I mean, the only other reason why I could see it working is if you have a scenario where you have an album, like say it's a recent uh, One No Tricks Point Never album, um, where you I think it was like four different acts. Yeah. That see, album. That, if it warrants it. Yes. yes. But other than that, I'm I'm really really over that because. It's 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 also just a little frustrating from the viewpoint, and I understand you got to get up and flip the side. Oh, that's the worst over. part of it. The record player's too far. I'm in bed laying, and it's like, oh, I have to get up and flip it again. I shouldn't have to flip it after two songs. I shouldn't have to flip it. <laughs> and I know that's very very niche, and I know that sounds like first world problems, but I keep on seeing it, and it's just at this point, it's just it's driving me up a wall. So labels, mm. cut it out. Well, speaking of niche and records, uh, Vinyl Me Please. Oy, oh. oy vey, Vinyl Me Please. You guys are killing me. Um, Was waiting for this one. At, so, as we know, pandemic, you know, I get it. Companies are doing whatever they can to get by. But uh, the random email one uh, summer afternoon from Vinyl Me Please saying your, uh, your subscription's going to go up on your next renewal period next year. It was not a welcomed one. It was almost $100 more just to upgrade for next year. So I ended up... $100? Yeah. So I canceled something else I had with it, which I was getting. So basically, when you sign up for Vinyl Me Please, you get their essentials record. And if you want add-ons, they do like a classics, which they consider classics, and then hip-hop. So I had the classics, but I canceled that because if they're going to raise it $100, like, I'm not going to pay for that. Like, I will just, you know, I'll suck it up and whatever. I mean, I like their pressings and they do a great job, but oof, that was not fun to read. 
And the worst part was they were giving discounts to people who were renewing this year, and they couldn't confirm if I could get that same discount next year. So I'm you can't see me, uh, VMP, but I'm squeezing this festival pull hard right now. Uh, That's a big, big problem right there. It, price increase is fine, but it came out of nowhere. There mm-hmm. wasn't any sudden like, hey, by the way, we're doing this because X, Y, Z. It's just like we're raising our prices. <laughs> okay. so yeah. Which a lot of businesses are doing in order to make up the deficit of either being closed yeah. or not having as many customers yeah, due but to don't, COVID. But uh, raising it $100 a year for the membership like is just outrageous. Like 50 is one thing, and I get it. Or if you're going to do a little extra stuff for us, that's one thing. But the, the price that it was, it was just unwarranted. Yeah, there's been a lot of controversy with them. And I yeah. mean, I know we usually try to avoid like any kind of rumors, but there is definitely there's definitely some like stuff going on behind the scenes that if you're a longtime fan, you could feel very betrayed by them. Yeah. Not just because of this price increase, but them selling copies of albums that they didn't sell to somebody else to resell elsewhere. Yeah, there's been a lot of shady stuff happening and I know they've been having issues with migrating their site over and losing orders and stuff, so uh, I'm very curious. I mean, they probably won't share it, but they have to have had a significant drop in subscribers. I imagine too. And it's interesting because, you know, I, there are other record companies that do something like this. I know like Third Man Records does something, the Jack mm-hmm. White's company. There's like a I think there's a couple others, but they're the big ones. So, Mm. you know, they're kind of the industry leader on it. And if they keep doing what they're doing and not delivering, then I don't think people are going to keep it going. At least with what they put out, you know, it was warranted. But now it's like, and people are very picky about what they choose. And the whole point is to expose you to something that they think is essential that you should, everyone should have. So it's hard to get some of the rights for a lot of these albums because they're so, you know, with they, they can't work with the artists or the, the you know, the, the demand's too high. So, and, and, and I've used them before in the past too. And it, it was always kind of fun getting them because they would give you, you know, a recipe for a drink that you can make. Yeah. It came with some album, art, came with some art, all that great stuff. It just, it's such a shame to see this company that I think probably is, couldn't sustain, couldn't sustain its current business model. One, because it probably, they were probably losing money. In the grand scheme oh of yeah they were doing like these box sets and i guess not many people bought them like there's a grateful dead box set i guess and not a lot of people bought them so i think they were trying to recover from that so their head's in the right place but uh you get you got to think about the people too you know yeah exactly you you really really do yeah um optics baby optics i don't i don't know if i'm ever going to go back to them although i mean if they really have something that i really really want maybe but yeah i don't know there, there hasn't been for quite some time mm-hmm. so we've gone through a bunch of problems but here on g4d we try not to be too negative so adam had a great idea oh wait are you, are you done with your grievances oh yeah yeah oh i have i have two more Oh, you do? I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Before no. we oh, jump in here. My mistake. Um, Eric Clapton and Van Morrison made an anti-mask song. Did not know about this. Yeah, I haven't listened to it, but just just stop it. <laughs> okay. And my final grievance I have. Google. <laughs> just Google. <laughs> I, 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 John, I want you to listen to this ad really quick. This ad was very hard. I, I've been on YouTube a lot, and I kept getting this ad, and... Something about it rubbed me the wrong way. So, John, I want you to listen to this ad, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. Hold on. Okay. All right, here we go. All right. Oh, come on. What's that song? Okay, did you hear anything weird about that? That's That sounded like us. Yeah, let's listen again. Oh, come on. What's that song? Wait, is that actually you? They No, they... it's not me. It sounds like me. Yes. Hey Google, what's that song? <laughs> like Oh my gosh. <laughs> my Google exactly. just it's actually <laughs> starting right now. What's that song? What's that song? Like it's uncanny like me and it freaked me out. <laughs> I really, I mean, so Google, whatever you're doing, (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) 
honestly, I think you might be onto something there because it, it's only a matter of time until we start hearing ads that are reflective of our own voice. And that's so I sent it to my friends and I said, hey, have you guys gotten this ad and has it sounded like your voice? And no one said that they had. So uh, if you are if, if also, first of all, I'm insulted that I wouldn't know the name The Dance Monkey Dance by. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, what is that? Who I don't know her name. Is it, is it Doja Cat or it's something? It's not Doja Cat. It, it begins with a T. But okay. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. Oh no. Yeah. So that, I'm a little. Uh... <laughs> I mean, these devices do listen to you, so I think that's a real possibility because that doesn't sound like a professional recording. It no, sounds like... it sounds very amateurish, which is why I thought it was like using my. It's been listening to my voice and like catering an ad towards me. Like, I. I yeah. Oh, oh no. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. So and, then, uh, and that really scares me. Yeah. Um, so I, think, I mean, it was only a matter of time, but wow. Yeah. I could see why you included that. Yep. Ooh. But I also uh, put Google on our uh, positivity list. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, okay. So, so, <laughs> so let's go on to our positive list because yes. – here on G4D, we need, uh, some, we need some good news here. <laughs> we, we need some good news, and, and, and plus, you know, what? Frank the Costanza world. might need serenity now, now, but we don't. Is love? What we need is love. love. It's the only thing. Did you know that the Avalanches used a Burt Bacharach sample on the Divine Chord? Oh, did not know that. He was credited on it, and I was like, they worked with Burt Bacharach, but no, they. Uh, I guess they sampled something from him. Hmm. Samples. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't. Hearing that isn't like, oh, okay. Like, they they put a Burt Backrack sample in there somewhere, but they they kept Johnny Mars guitar on low. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Tricky, you want to be on a track? Yeah, but can I mumble the whole time? Absolutely. Yeah. More mumbly, the better. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Wait, do do you want me to record anything? No, no. That's all we need. Thanks, Tricky. Bye. Grab a a gift bag on the way out. (laughs) Ooh, an avalanche's koozie. (laughs) (laughs) Avalanche's the squeeze hand sanitizer. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. So maybe Frank Costanza doesn't have good tidings, but here at G4D, we do. And that's what we're adding on to the Festivus tradition here. So we have some good stuff to talk about. Why don't you go first? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I need to show you this other Google ad that I saw. Oh, so you had a bad Google ad. And now we a have a one. good Google ad. This oh. is called Google Photos. Look at your photographs. <laughs> and this is 100% real. Google posted this. Oh, my gosh. I think I know what's going to happen. I think yeah. you do. Whoa. Is it showing your actual photos? No, it's Chad Kroger's photos. I thought there was a picture of me wearing my Boards of Canada shirt there. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so uh, Chad Kroger did a commercial making fun of his own song. So Nickelback... You are, I, I think Nickelback is out of the uh, worst band category. I think they're, they've redeemed themselves. I think some songs are decent. You know, I, I think the hate that they get is unwarranted. And it's, we should be it's fo- usually never warranted. And we should be focusing our anger where it really counts, John, on Imagine Dragons and Greta <laughs> Van Fleet. <laughs> so good job, Nickelback. You, you did it. Oh, my God. Did you listen to the new songs? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I woke up after the first song, that was six <laughs> minutes and nothing but boring blues chords. Uh, you know. Ugh. And here I thought we were gonna get through a podcast without <laughs> talking about them. Oh, if you want, if you want another bad news, uh, Ed Sheeran dropped a, a surprise song too a couple days ago. Oh, I, I've been ignoring that as much as possible. John's John's face is red in anger as we were supposed to be talking uh, about positive things, but we've been we've somehow swayed back to the grievances again. I'm in love with the shape of Christmas. <laughs> I'm in love with the shape of jingle bells. I'm in love with the shape. <laughs> so my good tidings are and this kind of coincides with the three things that i said earlier so 
kind of the the yin to the yang or the yang to the yang, whatever you want it to be. So I was bashing Spotify, but this time I've got good tidings for Bandcamp. Yes. Bandcamp, thank you for continuing Bandcamp Fridays where all the music revenue go, where all the, um, yeah. All yeah, the, music the first Fridays of every month, typically Bandcamp has been donating any money they make to the artists instead, yeah. which has yeah, been So the money great. goes right to the artists exactly. as opposed to Bandcamp getting a cut. Thank you for taking over there, stumbling upon my words. Got you, buddy. It's all good. <laughs> and not only that, they've taken a step further, and starting next year, they're going to be offering streaming of live shows, which, again, mm. is going to kind of have the same process where for a limited time they're going to have the money go directly to the artists awesome so all great stuff there Bandcamp just keeps on winning over so many people and it's really out of all the places out there where you could buy money Bandcamp, thank you for your support of all these artists and all the great work that you do and i hope it continues i hope it continues even after the pandemic i agree winds down because honestly like they have something that the other companies, you know, the other streaming companies don't do. So they talk the that. talk and they walk the walk. Exactly. That's that 100 percent, mm-hmm. sir. Um, my good tidings are to anyone in the service industry who has had to work during the pandemic, um, especially, you know, people in venues. I know it's probably extremely, extremely difficult to being in an environment where you're expected to serve other people and provide the same experience you did when there was no pandemic. So thank you to all service industry, people in grocery stores, working at the venues, bartenders, everyone. Yeah. Everyone. To the the venues that have had to change up their business models to stay afloat. Yep. Here's to all you. I respect you and I hope things get better in, in this world. I hope so too. And Mine actually kind of ties, my next one, my next good tiding actually ties in with that. So while I bashed Congress before, I'm going to give them good tidings this time. Thank you, Congress, for listening to us and passing the Save Our Stages bill. It only took 10 months, but at least you, you, you did it. Yes, That's something exactly. <laughs> I'm very critical of how long it took, but I'm still glad it's happening because I think a lot of venues, you know, based on the different interviews that I've seen like Rolling Stones had a really good article like interviewing uh, owners of different independent music venues 15 billion dollars for independent venues Broadway theaters movie theaters talent agencies and museums it's a great start it may not cover everything and there'll be a lot of challenges opening up once again especially with safety Mm -hmm. and all the different precautions that'll go along with it but that is a great start and I'm so glad it happened so there were so many people who were fighting for that you and I signed petitions. So happy that this went through. Wish it was sooner. Yep. Yep. Really, really wish it was sooner because there are definitely places that have been affected for a long time. But we got to that point. So hopefully this is good news and hopefully things start moving in the right direction from here. I agree. I'm I'm very excited for when shows do come back because I think there's you know, from what I've been kind of reading, there seems to be like, you know, once the pandemic is over, there's going to be kind of like a resurgence in music, you know, kind of like, you know, the energy is going to be brought back up. A lot of people are going to go to more shows. So hopefully, you know, the pandemic has shown the importance of live music and, you know, not just the monetary value it brings to venues and artists, but also personal enjoyment. And, you know, God, I mean, I miss concerts so much. We were supposed to go see King Gizzard last year and that didn't happen, but... I hope this was truly an eye-opener for Congress. I mean, I'm sure it's not because, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like we were talking about earlier, I really don't think they care about the, the nope. well-being of people in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know it's very cynical. I apologize. but eh. I, We're allowed to be. It's, we got the Festivus poll here. That's yes. why, it, that's why it, it's here. That's what it's, it's all the about. One, it's the one day a year we get to do it. Yeah, but, but also, I, but I'm thankful they went to the, the came to their senses. So credit is due where credit is due, even if it did take way too long to get to yeah, that the, point. A couple screws might be a little loose if it took them this long to figure it out. Yeah, but um, also good news, John, I got you a little holiday present. Oh, before we do that. Oh, before we do that, I I'm got sorry. one more. Oh, one more. Okay, I got one more. One more good okay. tiding. What do we got? Okay, one more good, good tiding, and this kind of goes off what you said, but I want to give good tidings to all i mean especially here in orlando but i mean this goes across the globe we can only speak locally to the places we go mm. i want to say thank you to park ave cds 
uh, Uncle Tony's Donut Shop, and all the other great record stores here in Orlando for coming back, staying strong, providing just a great way to still get music for us to enjoy while following safety precautions for COVID. Adapting to the times. Adapting to the times. Yeah, love Park to see CDs it. did a phenomenal job. We went there the other day, my brother and I, to pick up a pre-order of the Cowboy Vinyl. They, they, it's like they've been running like they do normally, and it's just amazing what they've done. So I'm so glad to see these businesses still thriving, still getting a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. Even through a special time, they adapted, and they adapted like amazingly so shout out to all of you especially since a lot of these people have to work with customers i know they're wearing masks and they're doing Mm -hmm. a lot of precautions but you still have to interact people on a daily basis and there have been people that sometimes work at places retail stores whatnot that have contracted the coronavirus so in some way you're still risking your lives so thank you to all you and thank you for still providing us entertainment during these difficult times so good tidings to all those businesses hopefully for them as well more good news is on the way. Amen. And speaking of Park Aves, John, this this lovely uh, paper bag is from that location. Oh, so. I have my box, probably the same kind of thing that you got me. Could you imagine if we got each other the same record? Uh, if it if it happened, that'd be hysterical. All right, so you open yours first. Okay, I'll do mine first. Okay. 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 Oh my god. Tell the fine folks at home what we have here. That is awesome, man. <laughs> oh, that's so great. So Adam had gotten me, on vinyl, of course, the David Lynch movie Blue Velvet soundtrack. Oh, my god! Oh, Angelo. <laughs> oh, amazing, dude. I Seriously, this is such a great find. Yeah. The same, same guy who did all the music for Twin Peaks. Yep, Angelo Balamenti. Badamenti. Oh, I, this is one of my favorite David Lynch movies. If I probably my favorite, awesome. I mean, I mean, who, who doesn't love all David Lynch's stuff, but yeah, this is, this is an amazing find, man. Seriously. I'm so excited about this. Yes, Awesome. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Wow. Oh, that's I wasn't so sure if he had seen blue velvet before, but I was like, eh, it's still Angelo. I, I have. Okay, good. I have. I, Whew. I, I wanted to get it on uh, the, the recent Criterion Collection because there's like an additional 40 minutes. But yeah, Ooh. that's probably my favorite Lynch movie just because it's just, oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> and then Dennis Hopper. That is such a great find. Thank you so much, man. You're welcome. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate that. My pleasure. All right. So you have so much, but this is an album that I've talked to you about before, and Ooh. it's a phenomenal record Ooh, it's the bill evans trio sunday at the village vanguard featuring scott lafaro Ooh, this looks fun this is a phenomenal record absolutely phenomenal Ooh. record i've talked to you about it before in the past and i believe that you hadn't listened to it i haven't perfect yes so great because because that's the thing like you you have so many more records than i do and I was like, all right, let me get him something like a good quality jazz oh, record. I haven't, I haven't really, honestly, I haven't bought a jazz record in a very long time. So this I'm one's very one of my faves. Um, one of my faves. That's I'm, a good look. Yeah. I love the Bill Evans trio, um, like all, all of his work. Big fan overall. But this is like the record that you need to have in your collection. It's so great. You know what this is perfect for? I know it says Sunday in the title, but it's yeah. perfect for Sunday mornings. Oh my God. Everyone digs Bill Evans was used as one of his album titles, and the phrase has become a literalism. <laughs> <laughs> Humble much there, Bill Evans. No, this is awesome. Thank you, man. Sweet. Yeah. I'm excited to listen to this. Yeah, I'm very, I'm, I'm very excited for you to listen to it because, like, honestly, it's like one of those kind of albums where it's like, all right, I hope Adam doesn't have it. And good news. These are both single vinyls, not double LPs. <laughs> So one flip. Yeah, yeah one flip. <laughs> one yeah. flip. So I, I hope you really now, enjoy now fli- it. No flipping. No flipping. <laughs> Remember that show? Yeah, I yeah. do. This is Brock's Modern Life, right? Oh, no. It was, uh, it was Larry Sanders. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's no, right. No flipping. No yeah, flipping. That... Don't change the channel. No flipping. <laughs> uh, I, I love watching that show with you. It's so great. But yeah, yeah. Uh, happy, ha- it's a Festivus miracle. A Festivus miracle. <laughs> Hooray! Happy Festivus. Yeah, I, I I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. It's such a great album. Hell yeah! So, because I wanted to get you like a really quality jazz record, because I figure like, all right, 
He's probably gonna have most like the modern stuff that you and I listen to. Yeah. Like he's gonna have like the you know I was looking, Taylor Swift stuff. So when you had said that, I was like, all right, I'm really glad I didn't get that. Yeah, I was I was debating what to get for you because I went to Park Ave and I looked at the electronic section first, mm. and I was just like, did John like that Art Texture CD? I don't remember because I saw it, mm-hmm. and I was just like, Ugh. and then I was like looking soundtracks because I know you love soundtracks, and I was mm-hmm. just like, yep. Yeah. And it yeah. was either it was either that Inland Empire. Never seen an Inland Empire. I want to yeah, really bad. I haven't either. There was like one more too, but I was like, and eh, Blue Velvet's got Angelo, you know, yeah. might as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's a fantastic score. So this is a great find. I'm very, very excited about this. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love anything he does with, with David Lynch. The, the score to Blue Velvet, Mulholland Drive. Oh, you know what I realized today, too? I was looking earlier. It's Eddie Vedder's birthday. Oh, it is. Yeah, he worked with David Lynch. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he went under a different, different name. name. Yeah, yeah. more like a hat, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who this could be. <laughs> hey guys, it's not Eddie Vedder. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Oh, he right. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not on that Google ad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that, that's Oof. such a great find. I am so excited about this. I will be listening to this tonight. Nice. It's not exactly Christmas music, but <laughs> hey, you know, I'm gonna listen to mine, and it's not even Sunday yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is. Seriously, man, you're going to listen to it and be like, this is fantastic. I love Bill Evans stuff. Oh, I'm so excited. He, he, he had an album that came out, um, like it was kind of like a Lost Sessions album that was just so good. He's, he's up there like Bill Evans, Dave Brubeck, like those kind of piano players are just phenomenal. They should have had five of them and called it the Take Five Band. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Do like, they had those two. Who else played? Uh, like, a, what's the guy? Um... Dunna, 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 chameleon, Herbie Hancock. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you throw in like a wild card, like. I don't know. Someone like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warren Zevon. Uh, yeah, Sun Ra. <laughs> Sun Ra, yeah. I was trying to think of like uh, a, like the, the keyboard cat. Yeah, keyboard cat. Just yeah. keyboard cat. Part of the. <laughs> keyboard cat, Bill Evans, Herbie Hancock. <laughs> Uh, that, that, that'd be one heck of an album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I am so excited. I cannot wait. What a find. I didn't even know this was on soundtrack on I vinyl no, either. I had no idea either. Oh, man. Yeah, I am super pumped. Yeah, I have become such a big David Lynch fan over over the years. Yeah, and he's, he's on our Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, that's right. You do have a David Lynch. <laughs> he has Christmas ornament. He's next to the French press. <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah, I I really, really need to get like through the rest of his discography. The straight story is actually on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, which is so interesting because it's like a, a Disney movie done by David Lynch and it's like rated G. <laughs> yeah, right. It's it's supposed to be very good. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what I hear. I hear it's phenomenal. But yeah, I watched Wild at Heart recently. I know you and I have talked about that. I can't wait for you to watch that. Oh my that. god, yeah, that might be my uh, weekend oh, activity. Oh, you have to. You have to. Nicholas Cage is doing something new with Netflix now. It's like the history of swear words or oh, something. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, the guy's on fire. He's got a lot of stuff coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Speaking of like entertainment and stuff like that, I figured we'd why don't we just kind of talk about like what we've been listening to, what we've been watching that we just normally don't cover on the show that we want to kind of give a shout out. Yeah. Um, Oh man. I know it's kind of a loaded question. We've, we honestly, we've been watching a lot of cartoons Mm -hmm. just because it's calming. The animation's beautiful. So, um, Hilda is a great one. Mm -hmm. We're watching Steven universe. Oh my gosh. Gravity falls. We watched owl house. I don't know. Just every, every single classic cartoon you could think of like from the two thousands adventure time, finished all of adventure time. Okay. And towards the beginning of quarantine, I rewatched all of Twin Peaks, which was incredible. Rewatching Twin Peaks is like a yearly thing now for me. Yeah, I think that might be a thing for me too. But also that third season was the first time I watched it and I binged it in like a week. Yeah. Which was a mistake. I should have spaced it out, but it was it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think for me, like David Lynch is just one of those kind of artists that like I kind of would have my Mount Rushmore now of like favorite people like where anything he does like i'm game and i know he's supposed to have a netflix series that's supposed to come out in the near future yeah but with covid and all that who knows like you know 
if that's going to be delayed or not. I'm sure. I'm sure it is to some yeah. extent. I almost kind of wish it. I don't know. People are saying it might take place in the Twin Peaks universe, but like I'm not I don't. Buying it. I don't need it to. I feel. Yeah. Like, I feel like the whole point of it is like. I mean, David Lynch in general, it's the destination, not yeah. the journey. And closure is the enemy. So like, making more closure is like just. I I feel like he wouldn't want to do that. Agreed. You know, Completely like agree. obviously he wanted it to end the way it did. Mm-hmm. And then he ended it almost the exact same way again. Yeah. To not have to do it again. You know? <laughs> yeah. I completely agree with that. I don't think it's going to be tied to Twin Peaks either. I think I people are just not. trying very hard to find some kind of clues, some kind of connection, but I don't, I don't think it will. Yeah. I, I think he's perfectly content with moving on. I also kind of just feel like to, to your point, like he left it open ended again, like on purpose because it's just kind of like, you all take it and do what you want with it. Yeah. Like it's in, in your hands now. Also like, and I don't mean to be, be a downer here, but he, he's getting older. Mm-hmm. Like how much more is he going to have in him to like do something like that again to that scale? Yeah. Um, and also like maybe there is a connection, but maybe it's very slight because there has been other stuff that he's done. That's had some kind of connection to twin peaks. I won't tell you what, mm. um, but because you haven't seen it yet. Okay. But you'll 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 know it. Ooh boy. Yeah. Yeah. And I won't spoil it <laughs> just an off chance. I mean, you know, I I know spoilers are a thing that's commonly said, but like I I wouldn't want to spoil that kind of stuff for you or anybody at home because that's part of the fun of David Lynch is finding those kind of like hidden Where did, things like, in there. I feel like the sixth sense kind of ruined like spoilers, right? Like when everyone says, Oh, spoilers, everyone talks about the sixth sense. Yeah. Like, was that in a movie or something? Like, a, <laughs> like I was just like, oh, spoilers. Like, Bruce Willis is a ghost the whole time. It's like, okay, that was definitely, like, in a movie or something. And people reference that a lot. Like, I mean, I think part of the reason why I was referenced, because as far as twists go, usually you don't have that kind of twist in something. This is true. Because, like, you watch it. He's a human. Like, mm-hmm. y- your brain doesn't register it. Yeah. You know? Like... And there's a difference, like that's a genuinely good twist Mm. because there are clues along the way that show like, oh, he actually isn't what he appears. Mm. Like the others. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, that's why it's, that's why it ends up working well. Like there's some twists where I'm like, that doesn't feel earned or you don't have a strong enough follow through. Ray was a Palpatine the whole time? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers, Star Wars, (laughs) whatever, who cares? Speaking of Star Wars, I know you and I kind of touched upon it a little bit yesterday, like kind of offline, but The Mandalorian for me has been my big thing that I've been watching this year. I've loved the second season regardless of some of the problems that people have because now that yeah the like season... po- posting what happens <laughs> oh i know <laughs> there are literally people who will stay up until 3 a.m eastern time to watch it and then immediately post spoilers afterwards mm-hmm. i mean y'all should have been on my airing of grievances <laughs> oh, dang. the poll's still here john we still have time it doesn't but... go down till uh Eleven fifty nine PM tonight. Uh, it's about as bad when Mashable literally posted <clears throat> spoilers for Game of Thrones episodes before it even aired on the West Coast. Oh well, I had one thing spoiled for The Mandalorian, and then I open up Snapchat for whatever stupid reason, and Looper has why this character blah 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 blah. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I, and I know there are no written rules, and I and I get that these places have to be relevant and talk yeah. about these things for their clicks and you know, for their ad revenue, whatever else. But yeah, I mean, I won't spoil anything, but I thought <laughs> that's brilliant. Uh, I thought that this, this season was phenomenal. I'm, I'm just all on board with this because, and I won't dwell on it too much, but I think the secret to the success of the Mandalorian is just that it's very simple. The story has a very simple through line. This bounty hunter is trying to get this child reunited with his kind. Mm-hmm. That's it. The stories that happen are him interacting with different characters, sure, but there's no needed, like, you know, extra character growth or new developments here or there. Yeah, they're just... little side stories. It's like a classic exactly. little, it's like a, it's almost like a, like a Monster of the Week kind of movie. Exactly. And I think that's totally fine. You can still have little bits of character development without having it, like, take over the whole concept of the episode. Lots of action, really, really just strong season. 
So I just wanted to mention that right off the bat. I don't want us to become a weekly Mandalorian <laughs> fanboy. <laughs> Trust me, I won't. <laughs> Remember when Game of Thrones is really popular? There were literally, literally like 500 podcasts oh for God. Game of Thrones. I think my favorite thing about Game of Thrones is I, people didn't like the ending, but I loved it because it pissed everyone off. <laughs> and it was funny because like, you just realized that, like, wow, sometimes, you know, doesn't pay off to watch this show. And cool. All right. <laughs> let's move on. Like, Game of Thrones was, and now they're making a prequel. Oh, yeah. So in case you want to find out how the aunt hooked up with the uncle and made a you know, little Daenerys Targaryen, you know, instead of the, if the cutscene wasn't enough for you, well, you can get a whole series about it. And guess what? None of it will be relevant, and all those characters will be dead before you get to see them on the main show. So. <laughs> do with it as you will <laughs> that ain't that I, will, the truth. I will let go of the, the grievances it's just I'm I'm feeling it today you you are definitely feeling it plus the coffee helps as well too yeah my inner Jerry Stiller but I, it, I feel I fear I feel Jerry Stiller in this apartment <laughs> <laughs> like when Pam feels God and chilies <laughs> yeah 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 R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Stiller thank you for creating you know being responsible rather for such a memorable character and for being one of the people that brought us Festivus for which this episode wouldn't be possible. That's right. Thank you to everybody for listening to us this whole entire year. We'll be back very soon with our best of 2020 after the new year. Yeah. After the new year. Yeah. Cause we'll, we'll make that cause there's who knows what's going to come out. Yeah. Who knows what's going to come out. Also, I feel like we got a lot to compile too. Yep. I know that there's stuff that I've missed, although I have a pretty good idea what's on my list right now. I did Ugh. start working on it. You didn't? Interesting. I'm trying to think like, I'm trying to think if like one album has like stood out to me I, I in have general. One. Do you? And, okay. and it's just really going to come down to the simple fact that it's the album that I've listened to the most. Mm. Um, so yeah. All right. But yeah, uh, you know, before we wrap up things here, I mean, this I just want to say, hey, man, this has been a really fun episode, and I have no airing of grievances towards you Aww. whatsoever. I, I, I love doing this podcast with you. I think we've had a lot of, lot, a lot of fun stuff going on still. Yeah, we're in our, I guess I, I, I call it third season, but uh, third year. Yeah. And we've hit over 100 review album episodes, which is crazy. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think our, I think our Calm Trees episode was the 100th. Exactly. Our, yeah. Our, our, uh, our simping calm trues episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Open invitation. <laughs> yeah. Come, come on and be in our podcast, calm trues. Yeah. Let's go get coffee somewhere when it's safe. We, we say that like that's his, actually his name. Where it's right. like, oh, so what's your real name? That is my real name. I want to make like a. And it's Mr. Trues to you. <laughs> we can do like a Taylor Swift Disney Plus thing where we go to Lou Gardens or something. We all set up outside and you tell us, yes, yeah, so this is how I wrote the song. And you take out your little. Little synth and go do 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 do, you know, and just show us how you did it, and we're just like, yeah, man, it's cool. I would love that. I really would, actually. That That'd sounds that sounds like a lot of fun. Just making music, and probably you know, just with nature all around you, right? And everything like that, right? That sounds great. Right about now, soon. Yeah. You know soon. what's not great now though? <laughs> I'm out of coffee. I know. I know. I am too. I am too. But uh, happy but Festivus. Happy Festivus. Thank you. Uh, ma- happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. All that great stuff. And definitely stay tuned soon for more episodes from us. We'll yeah. be back very soon on our regular scheduled program. Best Airy, of coming very soon. That's right. Air your grievances, but also remember, be positive too. And remember the good things. And keep on supporting podcasts like us. Yeah, please. Yes. Uh, support our good friends of the show, <laughs> CJ and his podcast, Waypoint Set. He actually has another episode coming out soon where him and I talk movies. We talked about oh. Batman Returns and oh. Eyes Wide Shut, which I just saw for the first time recently. Oh, Loved it. I think you would too. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'll have to let you borrow it. I've heard – I had to watch a Kubrick documentary in college where the guy talked about walking through the door mm. and – Kubrick made him do it a hundred times before he used that right one or whatever. Yeah. And he ended up using the first shot or something. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yep. That sounds like Kubrick. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, keep on supporting those podcasts. Please leave us the best gift that you could do is leaving us a five star rating <laughs> and a beautiful review too. Yeah. On your preferred podcast. We'll platform. read it on air. We'll read it We've on air. We've said it before. We'll say it again. We'll, we'll, yes, exactly. Exactly. 
This has been a lot of fun, sir. I had a great time doing this. Me too. We'll see you again soon, folks. Another episode of G4D, a.k.a. Grounds for Discussion. discussion. Caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4Dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.